0: Welcome to Relatable Rhetoric. I'm your host, Adrienne Robertson, and on this show, I drop you into real-life stories of wifehood, parenthood, and life as a Black woman. Every episode holds a mirror up to women's lives to find ways to avoid burnout. It's a mix of sarcasm, unending topics we can all relate to, and reassuring reminders that women can find their strides. Hey y'all, welcome back. Happy Monday. I hope that you had a great weekend and that you have an even better week. So, since I have not been very consistent uh, with the Mondays lately, I am going to jump right into content and I'm hoping to kind of lay it on thick today. Uh, One, for the sake that I missed a couple Mondays, (laughs) but two, because I want to kind of get to the thick of this rest series and we've lost some time. So I'm going to talk about a couple different aspects of rest today and hope that it serves you well. So just for a quick preview, I'm going to start with talking about rest routines and what they are, why they're important, why you need one, what does it look like, all that good stuff. And then from there, I'm going to provide just a few examples of ways that you can rest. Things that you can do to rejuvenate yourself, to allow yourself to wind down, but then also to be filled again so that you can be useful for all the other aspects of your life. And then, of course, we'll end with our segment, Why Didn't They Tell Us? And if you don't know, that segment is just a fun segment where we kind of make light of the topic we just discussed. All right. So what the heck is a rest routine? (laughs) What's up with you in these routines, Adrian? Like why you keep coming at us with these routines? (laughs) Um, I think if you have ever tried to be great at anything, you have had to apply discipline. And a huge component of discipline is consistency. And through consistency, you develop routines. So few levels there, but all in all to say, if you want to be great at something, you're going to have to establish a routine that then allows that greatness to come to fruition. Because it doesn't happen by happenstance. <laughs> um, it doesn't happen, you know, just out of the blue, but a lot of great success is planned, right? So a rest routine is just something that you establish, a routine that you establish that allows you to rest and feel rejuvenated on a regular basis. And that is is what you will prioritize as it pertains to rest. So in my last episode I talked about how I prioritize rest. Yes, you have to make room in your life and your schedule and your day for rest. But then when it's time to do that, what is what does it look like? Um, and that's where the rest the routine part comes in because it's if you take that time and you're like I'm just going to figure it out when I get to that moment, you may not get the best out of that time. You know, you may go to rest and, you know, you find yourself scrolling on your phone for an hour or two or you find yourself on the phone talking to someone or just doing something that really doesn't serve you in a restful way. So that's where this routine part comes in. So, like, what are the components of a good rest routine? There are four that I've come up with. The first one is it's sustainable, okay? We cannot have any routine, especially a rest routine, that we can't keep up. We have busy lives. We have responsibilities, obligations, children, significant others, social lives that we are trying to maintain. So if we try to create this robust rest routine that takes up hours and hours and hours of our day and in our week We're not going to keep that up. Like, it doesn't matter how much you want to, unless you sacrifice a ton of other things in your life, then it's not going to be something that you keep up with over time. So, you have to create something that, in some ways, is easy. It's easy for you to do, it doesn't require too much for you to, you know, weave it into what you're already doing, and something that doesn't feel taxing because i mean that's the op- opposite of what we're going for anyway if your rest routine is stressful if every time it's time for you to rest you have to talk to somebody schedule it with somebody find a babysitter um <laughs> you know get okays from your roommates or your spouse and um then you got to buy some groceries because you want to cook for yourself and you need some candles and then when you get the candles you need a playlist and You look up and you're like, I spent more, I used more energy to rest than I actually rested. So um, you definitely want to think about what it is that you're doing and if it's sustainable. That's the first part. The second part is making sure that it's regular. So that sustainability is going to feed into the fact that it's regular. So if it's something that you can do, without too much effort, something that you can fit into your day. Now, it's a lot easier for you to make that a regular thing. Okay, it may not be daily. I suggest that it's daily because you should find some ways to rest every single day. But if you can't, you know, four times a week, five times a week, you are doing this, this thing. You are making time for your rest routine. Number two, I mean, number three. It's enjoyable for you, and I keep coming back to that. In the last two episodes, I mentioned having the things that you do to rest be something that's enjoyable for you, because everybody is different. So, if you are not the type to take a nap, because I know for me, like I don't want to necessarily take a nap to rest. You know, like I, I get enough sleep. I'm the type I'm going to get my nine hours of sleep. Might even get ten. I don't want to to sleep, and sleep is not the only form of rest. I've mentioned that as well, because if you sleep and get ten hours of sleep, and you wake up and you're still ripping and racing in your mind, you're gonna still not feel rested. So perhaps it's not taking a nap. Perhaps it's writing, but I mean, how many people hate writing? Like, what if you like writing? I don't want to write. That requires thinking and grammar and editing and it's just too much. And some people I know people who are like, I have so many thoughts that trying to put them to paper is stressful because I can't get them all out is fast enough. So then maybe writing's not free. Maybe it's listening to music and allowing all those thoughts to kind of filter out. Sitting in those thoughts for a moment and letting them pass. Maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's singing. Maybe you enjoy dancing. I mean, and it sounds like, okay, dancing is not rest, but it can be. It can be very therapeutic to be active. You can take a walk, and even though it doesn't look like rest to the outward eye, it's rest for your mind. (laughs) That is so key. All rest is not sedentary. Some rest is taking a step back from electronics and social media and work and email and screens and television and other people's thoughts. We constantly bombard ourselves with other people's thoughts when we watch television, when we watch Instagram, when we watch TikTok. It's hundreds. I mean, how if you spend an hour on TikTok, you will come across at least a hundred different people in that time. And they all are feeding thoughts. They're telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing. I wouldn't be doing this. This is hilarious. Look at my kids. Look at my cat. I'm about to reorganize this. This You need to clean your house. If you aren't investing in homes in and real, real estate, then what are you doing with your life? And you're constantly filling and filling and filling your mind with all these random things. And you walk away from that and you wonder why you feel drained or confused or, or purposeless. You're just like, I don't know. What my what I'm exist on this world to do. I don't know what I'm gonna do with my day. That is not restful. (laughs) Like it is the complete opposite. So so though taking a walk or exercising, dancing, listening, music might seem like, okay, that is not rest. It's allowing your mind time to either process some of the things that you've consumed or Decompress, as in to allow those things to filter out, to cease, to simmer down, to just get out of your way. Everything that you entertain doesn't require uh, you to act on it or to meditate on it. Sometimes you just got to give it a chance to go in one ear and out the other. And it is very easy to do that when you are preoccupied with activity with nature. Oh my gosh, nature is very therapeutic. If you are not an outside person, I would encourage you to give it a try. If you're worried about bugs, get you some off spray, <laughs> put on some long sleeves and some pants, especially if it's not too hot, and take a walk. Go somewhere that's that's landscaped, okay? Take a walk on a trail or a park like In the grass, not the trails that are in the trees and down and through the woods, and you're gonna walk past the the lakes and the ponds, not not all that, but just you know you're you know around a track at a school somewhere that is landscaped, because more than likely they're gonna treat that um ground for bugs. So if you go to a place like that, you're less likely to encounter a lot of mosquitoes and bugs. And just take in that fresh air. You will be surprised how much you take away from that moment and how filled you feel afterward, even though you might have been being active and getting some steps in. All right, let me let me digress. <laughs> and then the fourth one. So let's you know quickly recap it. Uh, recap. It was a good rest routine. is sustainable. It's regular because it is sustainable you enjoy it, which means you're more likely to make it regular because it's something you enjoy doing. And then the fourth one, which you don't really feel like should be a part of this, but it is, it has to be supported by those that you live with. And maybe it's not someone that you live with, but it's someone very close to you. So let's say, you know, bachelor life, bachelorette life, you live on your own, but you have a significant other or friends or people that you know, you expect to see on a regular basis, they either you have to set a boundary with them and say, Hey, I'm going to do these things on these days and I'm not available, or you're gonna have to let them know if it's not a boundary thing, Hey, um, i would like to do i would like to you know have a quiet moment in my home from these hours and i'm just asking that you you know don't reach out to me don't bother me whatever it's still a boundary thing um but i was just trying to come up with an example for someone who might live alone um you know there may still be some elements of your life that you or people in your life that you might still have to in some ways get support from or at least let them know that you expect their support and you know what they do with that is on them. But if you live with someone like you're married or you live with your significant other, you have roommates, you live with a parent, you are going to have to set some boundaries and just communicate, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's stern and 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 mean or, you know, invasive in any any kind of way you want to set up, if you, you're going to be in your own space and you just don't want to be bothered, you might have to communicate that. That's all I'm saying is is that, especially, and I'm going to use myself as an example because I'm married. If I want to take a bath, for example, I love taking baths and I don't want to be bothered. Well, not only do I share a home with my spouse, my husband, I also have two kids. So, It doesn't matter how much I try to communicate to them that I don't want to be bothered. They're going to find their way into the bathroom. Like they're going to come in there and be like, mommy, I need this. Or they're going to make a loud noise that scares the crap out of me. And I'm going to wonder if they're okay. They might actually get hurt and be crying. Like there are so many unknowns. Like I can't expect them to not bother me. So that would require support from my husband where I would have to go to him and say, hey, love, I want to take a bath. It's probably going to be an hour, you know, or less, you know, from start to finish. Do you mind keeping an eye on the boys, making sure that they have everything they need so that I can have this time uninterrupted? And if that's a, something that I want to do every week or every few days, then I should, out of respect for his time, communicate that desire to him and ask for his support in that area instead of just doing it and expecting him to fall in line because his life is impacted by it as well. And it doesn't necessarily have to be your husband or your wife. It could be a a roommate. I mean, because if you want silence (laughs) or on the flip side of that, if you want to do a Zumba video for an hour and you live in a space where that sound is going to impact their space and they're going to hear it, Or you share a television and you need the TV to do it. Um, If you want to cook and that's therapeutic for you, you share a kitchen. These are all things that influence other people. So you're going to have to communicate that and in some way get their support, even if their support is just being gone. You know, like, hey, do you mind leaving for an hour? Not saying that you necessarily ask people to leave, but, you know, it might be up to them to do that. I'm just saying, you gotta get support. It's it's as much as you want to feel like this is the individual thing, unless you live completely alone and you don't have, you know, friends or obligations and things. More than likely, you're gonna have to get support. And then even if you do live alone, but you know, you have people who text you, call you on a regular basis, you're gonna have to set that boundary to say, hey. I'm not gonna answer my phone at this time or just let them know like, hey, I'm taking a moment for myself, I'll get back to you later. In a small way, that's support. So yes, those are the four components of a good rest routine. I'm gonna take a sip of my drink. All right. And very quickly before I move on to the second half of some you know, ways that you can rest. I wanna answer the question, so why do I need a rest routine again? Why, like, why am I doing all this? It really goes back to prioritizing rest because if you don't prioritize the time that you need to rest, it is going to become irregular. You're not gonna do it on a regular basis. And what you'll find happening is you won't rest. You'll go, 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 go until you can't anymore and you hit burnout mode. Or you aren't resting or prioritizing rest enough that when you do, it is that much harder for you to wind down. You get a moment of rest and you are in collapse mode. You're in I can't even think mode. I don't want to deal with life mode. And those moments become filled with uh, anguish, resentments, frustration—when it really should be a moment for you to just relax, but you're thinking about how you never get a chance to relax the entire time you're supposed to be relaxing. You're like, man, it's the first time I've had a day off in months, and like, I don't even really know what to do with this time, and it's been—it's taken forever for me to get approval for this day off, or I've just been going, 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 this is unfair, and you find yourself ruminating, turning these negative thoughts over in your mind the entire time that you're supposed to be resting. So the more regular you make it, the less you feel your moments of rest with negative things. Because you do have to allow yourself to, to filter out those negative thoughts. We all have them. We all get frustrated. We all have days that don't go well. And they do kind of surface when you have a moment alone. A lot of negative things can surface when you're alone. That's why a lot of people don't like to be alone. They like to fill every waking moment with something or someone else. So they don't have to think about the things in their life that aren't, aren't making them happy or not fulfilling them. And so... The more that you prioritize your rest routine and actually have a routine that serves you well, the more you will begin to receive from it positively and be refilled and rejuvenated and restored than feeling resentful because you don't ever have these moments of rest. That is why you need a rest routine. And when you do, get, when you get those moments, you don't want to be thinking, I have no idea what to do. I mean, like how many people don't really know what they enjoy? I can name like four people in my family that I've literally asked them this question since I've been, I moved back home about two months ago. And I asked them like, hey, what, you know, what do you like doing? I'm trying to like spend time with people and they don't know. They haven't even really thought about it because they've been going, going, going. And it's like, oh, you don't know what you like to do? But that's real. And I've been in that place. I mean, as a, a mom of an infant, honey, I like to pump and be done with pumping before my child is hungry. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously. You know, you get into phases and seasons of your life where yes, you are busy, but you can't stay there. You can't stay in that space where you never make time for yourself, We you never figure out how you can serve you first nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing. Alright, so I'm going to move on to the second half. Okay, so I would be remiss if I didn't provide just a few examples of ways that you can rest. Things that you can do throughout your day to rest. And these are going to be kind of buckets of things that you can do, types of things you can do. They are not super specific. I do want to do an episode where I go through as many specific things that you can do, but I do want to challenge you to think creatively about what you enjoy. These are kind of the things I'm going to provide now are just to help guide and steer you in a direction that you're interested in and not say, hey, pull out pen and paper, get you some colored pencils, Turn on this song by Doja Cat and start drawing a pumpkin as you think about the fall coming. Like, no, (laughs) because everyone is so different, right? I am, like I said, going to provide some specific examples just, you know, for those who may be a little stuck. But right now, I just want you to start thinking about the types of things you like to do and how you might be able to begin adding those things into your rest routine every day. All right, so the first one is waking up slowly. And you're probably thinking, well, how is this a a bucket? Because how you wake up can be different. I mean, obviously, you know, we wake up, we open our eyes, we breathe. Yes, that's the same for everyone. But what you do in those moments when you first wake up, it's up to you. You can lay there and meditate for a moment. You can pray, you can go into worship mode, you can turn on some music, you can write, you can read a passage on your phone or in a book. Whatever it is, think about, let's say three things that you want to do every morning that is going to help you start your day and start your day with intention. And things that, you know, are going to just make your mornings better. So I have a few things that I want to just throw out that you can do each morning. But again, they're not very specific. You have to think about what it is that you want to do. So having a morning routine that includes basic hygiene, right? And obviously this comes after you've gotten out of the bed. But taking a step back, think about what it is that you want to do before you get out of the bed. Just one thing. It doesn't have to be a long list. One thing that I like to do before I get out of the bed is thank God. I want to give him the very first thought that I have. It doesn't always happen this way, but I get there. Or at least I try. Is to thank him for the day. As soon as I wake up, I'm like, you know... Thank you, God, for waking me up this morning. This is the day that you have made. I am going to rejoice and be glad in it. And for me, that helps me filter out whatever happened the day before because it isn't always good. You know, we have bad days. We have stressful days, long days, tiring days, and you can easily take that into your next day. So by saying that, you know what, this is a brand new day, this is a gift, and I'm going to use it for good, I'm going to rejoice in today, is a very quick way to just smash whatever happened the day before. And then sometimes I have negative dreams, you know, sad dreams, sad memories, you know, especially around times when I'm grieving, Um, you know, you can kind of wake up with this gloom over you. That's another way to kind of squash that and try to redirect my thoughts and my thought patterns as it pertains to this day. This is a brand new day. Yesterday might have sucked. It might have been hard. It might have been sad. It might have felt hopeless. But I don't have to bring that into today. It's a choice. So that's one thing that I like to do. But you can think about one thing that you want to do before your feet even hit the floor to then... Do your basic hygiene. <laughs> I wanted to back up there for a second, um, and then also do something um, that is again enjoyable for you. So you've you've started your hygiene routine or whatever you know, whether it's washing your face, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, whatever it is that you do to get yourself ready to clean or whatnot, you can add to that. So you can play music. You can turn on a show, you can uh, listen to a podcast, you can sing, (laughs) you can pray aloud. You can, it's, you know, several different things that you can do. You can turn on like a meditation app, if that helps, or like a white noise app or an app that plays nature sounds on your phone to just add an enjoyable element to what you're already doing. You're standing there brushing your teeth anyway. You can be listening to something, right? You can listen to a sermon. That's also one of the things I really enjoy doing is just listening to sermons, especially if I didn't get a chance to hear them on Sunday or whatnot. Uh, Let's see what else I got here in my notes. Um, And then also, I've already mentioned this, but just, you know, meditation, prayer, reflection. And that can be your three things. That can become your morning routine. Right. Your one thing you do before you get out of bed, your obviously your hygiene and then pairing that with something enjoyable. And bam, you've got a little mini morning routine. And that allows you to wake up slowly. So that's just if that helps you see and kind of break it down. If you don't get a chance to do those things and you just jump out of bed and you're rushing and you get Everything done within 30 minutes and you're out the door, you don't even get a chance to have breakfast or don't get a chance to do your makeup or do your hair or whatever it is. You might be feeling frazzled and rushed and just like, oh, this day is already off to a bad start and you might feel like defeated. But by allowing yourself to have a few things that you do just for you every morning, you wake up slowly. And that helps set the tone for your day. All right. Next thing, you can plan your moments of rest. So, for example, you can plan screen breaks if you work from home or if you, even if you work in an office and you're constantly staring at a computer screen or a screen of some sort. Plan some screen breaks and they can be like 10 to 15 minutes each. It's not long. It's about as long as it would take you to go get some water or go use the bathroom. And in those moments, do something like fun reading, you know, a midday stretch, take a walk, call a friend, call your spouse or your significant other. That's just a small way that you give back to yourself in a restful way. And then you have your lunch. You know, everybody's got to eat. Plan a portion of that lunch to be quiet time. Make sure you have a balanced meal. You know, what you eat is a huge part of how you, plays a huge part in how you feel. So, you know, make sure that you get a balanced meal and then add something enjoyable to that. Listen to a podcast, watch a blog, watch a show, listen to some music, go have lunch with a friend, FaceTime somebody. (laughs) Write, read. I mean, there's just so many things. This is why I don't want to get caught up in like listing out specifics because we could just go on and on and on with that. But either way, everybody has to break to, you know, eat for lunch, eat for breakfast, you know, bathroom breaks, screen breaks. Those are little pockets, okay? Little opportunities for you to rest and refill yourself. By doing things that allow you to unwind, release, and just kind of forget about whatever it is that's going on in your day. Do something different. Switch gears, right? And you can do that even in the evening. So, you know, maybe it's before you go pick your kids up from the after school program or from school, you do something for yourself. Something small. Or maybe it's right after bedtime sure you're going to spend some time doing chores cleaning up preparing for the next day um like as we used to say back in the day cupcaking you know talking to your boot thing on the phone that's just throwback language right there but (laughs) um you might spend some time with your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend whatever you want to say it but before you do that before you do any of those things do something for you. Or get those things out the way and then do something for you. As long as you are on the list. I think that's where we drop the ball. We do for others. We put them before us. We sacrifice for them. We go out of our way. We serve. We serve. We give. We give. And then we're tired and exhausted and we put ourselves on the back burner and we wake up and we do that all over again. And we wonder why we feel so drained, so empty, so overwhelmed. Put yourself on the list. And the more that you add yourself to the list throughout your day, starting your your, uh, morning with you on your list, taking those breaks, putting you on that list, having lunch and putting you on that list, taking a break in the evening and afternoon and putting you on that list, ending the day with something that you enjoy, putting yourself on the list, then you're constantly serving. Yes, you're serving other people, but you're also serving yourself. So you can look back and say, I did that for me and I enjoy doing that. And I want to do that again. And the next day, you begin to look forward to these moments. And the next week, you look forward to those moments. And it becomes a habit. And you look up and you've created this healthy routine. This is your rest routine, which you know is made up of several small routines, a morning routine, an evening routine, whatever however you want to say it. But either way, you have orchestrated your life in a way that Has made rest sustainable for you, but it has also prioritized it for you and you gain something from it. You are constantly building back. It's like a bank account. If you're constantly taking from it and taking from it, eventually it's going to be depleted. But if you have a circle where you are constantly putting back into the account, even as you take out, you're putting back, you take out, you're putting back, it's fluid. And it becomes a constant resource instead of a one-time resource for you. And over time, it will be built up to where, you know, you look in there and you're like, oh, it's looking nice. Got a nice little cushion in there. It's the same thing with the rest. And you will begin to influence those around you like friends and your significant other and your kids. They will learn these. They will see you doing these things and, and hopefully be inspired. Kids definitely they do they do what they see. Not necessarily what they're told, but they they see what you're doing, and that's what they're learning. So you're inadvertently teaching them healthy routines, healthy rest routines, healthy self-care routines, just by doing it for yourself. And that's something that as a parent. You're like, I got to teach them, I got to instill them, I got to guide them, I got to, you know, do this and do that and raise them up in the way that they should go. And you have all this stress of raising them in the way that they're supposed to be raised, whereas you don't realize that just by doing what it is that you want them to do, you are teaching them. You're, this is a horrible saying, as I have been trying to live a plant-based life, but you kill two birds with one stone. (laughs) Oh my gosh! I think that was a huge aha moment, y'all. I've been trying to eat plant based, and tomorrow will actually be one month that I have not had any meat. But that phrase has never hit me the way it did just now. <laughs> it is so cryptic. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna leave that there. Um, and then, you know, I, the last thing on my list is you know planning a bedtime that's early enough for you to get a full night's sleep. You just you can't. You just can't get away from that. I don't care how much you have good intentions and good routines and good plans. If you are not well rested, all that is going out the window because you're tired. So set up your life, set up your day, set up your obligations in a way that allow you to get rest that night. And I mean at least seven hours. If you're like, I sleep four hours and that's that, aim for six. As a matter of fact, aim for five and then after a week or two then aim for six and eventually get to where you're at least getting 7 hours but really we need 8 to 10 like that's real 8 at least <laughs> um yeah and I have one little tip before we go to the last segment is to just space out your chores and your obligations and your errands and your events, all the other things in your life. So, you know, what I'm saying make these pockets of where you can rest. Well, in between that, instead of trying to fill your day with every possible thing that you could get done in 24 hours, just space it out. Take a moment to look at your calendar for the week. And say, hey, I have a light day on Wednesday, I have a light day on Friday, so I'm going to, you know, shift some of these chores and obligations to those days. I'm going to wait until those days to do laundry. I'm going to wait until those days to run these errands. I'm going to have to get groceries this day anyway. Might as well pick up these toiletries or pick up these prescriptions to make it easier for yourself to where, you know, you're not doing everything within a day. Because that's going to contribute to how rested you feel as well. All right. I told you guys I was going to lay it on thick today. Um, I am still very excited about this rest series. Rest is so important. It's so, 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 so important that I have to make sure that I get these these concepts to you. And so I did lay it on thick, but I hope that it is useful for you. I hope that it's not too much Um I encourage you to, you know, listen again, take some notes. Maybe you just take one to three things, put them in your phone that you're gonna do. Uh, write them down. Write it on a post-it note. Text it, you know, to a friend. Or share it with a friend. It doesn't have to be every single thing that was mentioned in this episode. But even if you just take away one thing and try that and see how it feels. I am pleased. (laughs) And not that that that's the goal for me, because you're going to be pleased, okay? That's the goal. Um, But it would just bring me so much joy to know that there are others out here who are benefiting from these concepts, and not just myself. I mean, that's what this whole podcast is about, is encouraging other people to find, especially women, their stride, okay? To not always feel like you're in a rat race, but to find a place, a happy medium where you feel like you are doing most things well, okay? We're not perfect people, but that doesn't mean that we can't be successful in many areas of our lives. All right, so with that, we're going to the last segment, Why Didn't They Tell Us? Why Didn't They Tell Us is a fun segment where we make light of the topic we just discussed. It's just so we can get out of here on a fun, light, good note. Okay, honey? All right. So why didn't they tell us that routines would be such a necessity for adulting? Like, I got to have a morning routine, a night routine, a bedtime routine. I got to have a facial, a skincare routine. I got to have parenting routines. I got to have a self-care routine. bro. how many routines do I have to have? My routines need a routine. (laughs) No, but seriously, like, I really feel like I operate best with a routine, but it's interesting to see just how many little routines feed feed into, like, a daily routine. If I was to ask you to, like, break down your daily routine right now, it probably has, like, 10 little routines in it. Isn't that crazy? Anywho, I digress. (laughs) Why didn't they tell us that other people could influence our rest? I mean, you would think, okay, obviously, as a parent, those little people are definitely going to influence your rest. But, like, it's not just your children. And it's not even just your significant other. But it's like, I could, someone could say something to you in a coffee shop and throw your day off. It shouldn't happen that way, but words are very powerful. Something can happen that just disrupts your spirit. And you're like, I have to, I have to rid myself of that thing. I gotta go sit and pray and meditate. I gotta read a word. I gotta bind that thing in the name of Jesus (laughs) just to reset myself, just to get back on track. And you know, in a pandemic world, when everybody, where everyone's at home, then perhaps it's not that much of an issue because you don't have the people. But we live in a digital age, okay? Someone can drop a comment and flip your day upside down. It's too much. I hate it here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, that's a real thing, and that's why you have to be very conscious and careful about everything that you consume. You know, the things that you watch the type of people you allow in your circle the type of things that you do in your free time what messages are you allowing to come through because the more that you the more that you really take advantage of the things you can control the less things that come in that you know you can't control because there is gonna something's gonna come in. I and mean, you can't control every aspect of your life. But the aspects of your life life that you can, you wanna, you wanna guard. Okay, my time is valuable, honey. My mental space is valuable. I'm not allowing anything negative to live rent-free in my mind. So that, you know, when these unexpected negative things pop up or are said to me or are written to me online or just get to me somehow through the grapevine and rub me the wrong way, I am better prepared because I'm not constantly accepting these types of things all day, okay? All right, (laughs) and then lastly, why didn't they tell us that rest would be hard? Like, the fact that you need a rest routine, Like when rest, when the moment of rest comes, sure, you can be like, okay, what do I want to do right now? But how many of us are so conflicted? Like we're like, especially if you don't get a lot of rest time, you're like, I don't know what to do. What should I do? You, you could spend the entire time you're supposed to be resting thinking about what you want to do to rest, like for rest. <laughs> and especially, you know, for black women or moms or wives, anybody with a life, you know, there are so many things that you could feel that time with even if it's not an actual action that you take, but the things that you think about in your downtime. And that is going to really inform the next um, episode is where I really want to talk about the narratives that we have in our minds that impact our rest. Because if you, let's say you go to bed and you're thinking like, "I I just can't keep up with all the things that's going on with my life. I feel overwhelmed and a bit anxious. And, you know, I hate my life. Like, 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 let's just say that's what you thought before you went to bed. And then you wake up in the morning. It's a brand new day. You haven't thought of anything consciously. You've been asleep. And the moment you wake up, that narrative resurfaces and says, oh, I hate my life. I got to get up. I got to go to this job. I got to deal with X, Y, and Z. Such and such gets on my nerves. And you welcome that narrative again. But you are not in control. You're truly the storyteller for yourself. We allow different narratives to resurface over and over again, whether they're our own, coming from places of doubt and insecurity and low self-esteem, or from other people or things that we've seen, social media, family, parents, friends, to come into our minds and create these narratives. And then we don't realize that we operate based on those narratives. Look, I'm about to start preaching. I mean, this, I am so excited about this next episode talking about narratives because I have had to identify the narrative. Because how can you, if you feel like this is how things are, you feel like they can't be changed, right? Like if you're like, this is just my life and I I just have to deal with it. There is a undertone of, I can't change this. I can't control this. But what if I told you that is a narrative? That is something that you have bought into a thought, a concept, a mindset. That is just a story. And stories, honey, are what <laughs> moldable, okay? Stories can change. You can change the beginning, middle, end of a story. That's what makes it a story. And so if it's a story, if it's a narrative, it can be changed. And how you act and how you live out your life can change as you change that narrative. If you look at the way that you live, or that another person lives, because it is kind—I of, do feel like sometimes it's easier to look, you know, outward. And when it's time to look inward, we get like scared and stressed, and we're like, I, I don't want to face my own stuff. But just okay. For example, let's look. Think of someone you know, and you can—you have, you know, pretty good sight into their lives. Let's say it's a friend or significant other, somebody close to you that you see on a regular basis, and you look at their life and you look at their habits, and you look at the things that they do, and you look at their characteristics, their traits, all the things that you're aware of, what are those things telling you about them? What narrative can you pick up from the things that they're doing? It's crazy. When you look at it, you can pick up a narrative, right? They have to first believe that narrative to then live out their way, their life in a way that demonstrates the narrative. How we live out our lives demonstrates the narrative we're telling ourselves every day or is being told to us. The narratives we buy into, the narratives that we believe, we're telling ourselves that every day. And I'm here to tell you that this moment, you can change the narrative. Whatever you've been telling yourself that is not serving you, it is not helping you get to where you're trying to go. It is making you feel horrible about yourself. It's making you feel regretful or doubtful or hopeless. It's a narrative. Ooh, the enemy don't. Ooh, the enemy don't like for for nobody to be enlightened, honey, because Alexa just came on and I didn't even say her name until this moment. What's she doing? What What is what is really going on? All right. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for sticking with Relatable Rhetoric and coming back again for another episode. And I hope that your, your interest has been piqued for this next episode about narratives, but I also hope that you've gained something from this episode that we just dropped. We just talked about today. I hope you have an awesome week. Again, it's episodes most Mondays. <laughs> Let me change the narrative. No. Uh, episodes on Mondays. We're just going to leave it at that. And I hope to see you right back here next week on Relatable Rhetoric. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll check out other episodes. And more importantly, find your strides, sis.